Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Gary Barnes, CIO at Medical Center Health System Odessa. In this segment, Barnes talks about the long, involved process of choosing a new EHR system, the analogy he used to convince the board to approve it, and the strategy his team is using to train physicians and build adoption. Hi, Gary. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Absolutely. So just to give uh, our uh, listeners and readers an idea, can you just tell us a little bit about Medical Center Health System? Yeah, we're a 402-bed uh, community hospital. It's actually an integrated delivery system. We have the, the main hospital, which is 402 beds. We have uh, four urgent care centers across town, and we employ about 100 physicians, anywhere from primary care to a lot of specialties with uh, cardiology, we have a hospitalist program, anesthesia, pathology, wound care, so a lot of different specialties within that group. And we're also a part of the Texas Tech Medical School. And what about as far as the area where you're, where you're located? Uh, what's the nearest uh, city? Uh, well, we're, we're in Odessa, which is uh, 20 miles away is Midland, so we're in the middle of the Permian Basin, so our economy is all based around the oil industry, so it's yeah. got its highs and lows, and a little, little slow now, but uh, we're, we're coming off of a, a four-year uh, tremendous boom, so uh, it's been a bit of a challenge. Good thing we were progressive and, and built the urgent cares, because our ED just couldn't have handled the, the volumes that we've had out here. Oh, wow. So we, we're, we're halfway between El Paso and Dallas. So uh, there's a, a, we have a huge geographical area. You know, we, we cover about 17 counties. Uh, we have a helicopter service, two helicopter services that, that feed into the, the, we're a level two lead tra trauma hospital. So uh, when the oil economy is at its boon, there's a lot of activity going on here as uh, the lead trauma hospital. Right, right. Okay. And now, uh, in terms of uh, the uh, EHR system, I, I guess I had read that um, you're in the process or planning uh, migrating to a new system. Yes, we're try trying to work it on our final finalizing our contract with Cerner for okay. our enterprise EMR, which includes uh, all their products, including patient accounting. So the one thing we're really looking to do is have an integrated solution. Uh, in, the, in the past, we were a McKesson Horizon shop and had all the inpatient portions, and then we had some McKesson <coughs> products to do our, uh, our ambulatory and physician offices, but they weren't integrated. They were interfaced, and we had a lot of struggles with those. And bottom line, with McKesson Horizon in sunsetting their product, in the near future, we, we had to move forward. Right. Okay. And you're talking about uh, becoming an integrated delivery system, and obviously you have to have that, that data flow back and forth. Right. Well, we've done really well. We're a meaningful use. We're an early adopter of meaningful use stage one, and then we uh, did that in the beginning years, and now we're a uh, meaningful use stage two, and we're also a HEMS analytic stage six hospital. All right. Now, as far as, as making, making this move, going to Cerner, 
Um, was this something that, that was challenging as far as, you know, selling this, selling it to the board, as far as, you know, taking that leap? Absolutely. You know, that's something we, we, we spent our time. We, when McKesson announced they were going to be sunsetting the product, you know, of course, first thing we did was look at their Go Forward product, the Paragon product, and we decided what we needed to do is actually create a committee and actually go out and, and evaluate what our needs were. So we, we hired Lottos to help us with the voice of the customer and to determine you know, what we were really looking for in, in our systems. So not only what we need today, but also what we'll need in, in the future. So we kind of had a vision of where the, the health industry was going so we could kind of lay it out and say, here's, here's what we need today. We want an integrated solution, and we want something that will be able to do population health in the future. So that committee spent about almost two years reviewing the marketplace and determined we took, took our time uh, demoing all the different products out, well, the lead products out there being Cerner and Epic McKesson and uh, reviewing what was out there, whether we wanted to do a best-of-breed approach again or if we wanted to go with the integrated solution. And we, but definitely it was overwhelming that everybody wanted to get away from the, the problematic problems with best-of-breed and go to right. an integrated solution. Right. So after that, we, we went out and started doing our site visits and created our RFP, sent that out, and spent a lot of time just reviewing, you know, the success of looking at the success, what other people had done with both uh, Epic and Cerner. Okay. So obviously so a lot went into that, and like you said, you, you had a, you know, outside help looking into it. So it's something where uh, once you decided you were really able to present um, a very thought-out case and, you know, kind of say, like, here's what we have. We, we put all this into it. So I, I would imagine that they make, that makes the process a little easier. Right. So, you, you know, the thing that everybody kept telling me is once you, you determine what system you're going to be buying, <clears throat> it's going to end up costing you about double what the core product software product cost you and everything for a five-year total cost of ownership, which I had a problem trying to figure that out going, I just can't believe that it'll be double whatever that cost is, which includes yeah. hardware and software and everything. And as we went through it and we started looking at all the pieces to be successful, you know, you got to make sure you, you have the infrastructure, you have the people, you have your legacy support, and all those things really added up. So as we move forward, I mean, I was just kind of overwhelmed with the numbers. But, you know, I, I explained to our board of directors, you know, it's kind of like building a house. You build a house, you really don't want to put your new furniture, you don't want to put your old furniture in it. Plus okay. you want to landscape your yard. But, uh, you know, when you're looking at what we're looking at, you're not looking at just a house, you're looking at a lake house. And when you yeah. build a lake house, you have to have a dock, then you have to have a boat. Then you have all these friends come over, so you have to build a guest house, and it goes on and on and on. And I kind of explained it to our board of directors in that, that analogy, and, uh, you know, they were, they were impressed that we had went through the process and really looked at what it was going to cost and, and what it would also take to get full adoption of a new system. Right. That's interesting. And when you said that, that it ends up doubling, that is really surprising to hear. <laughs> 
Yeah, when I heard it the first time, people told me that and told me that, and I was like, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Then you start ta- hearing all the people that put in systems, whether it was Epic or Cerner, you mm-hmm. kept hearing the tremendous cost overruns, and yeah. you started seeing that they were ended up spending double what the system cost. Right. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about that, and the more I put the numbers together, it was like, wow, it, I, it really is going to end up costing that. Yeah. But I guess it's better to present something like that up front than to have to explain it in uh, two years or three years. Absolutely, and that's exactly what our board of directors said. We would rather know the cost now. You know, I tried to think of everything, then we put it in there, and then we came back and we said, okay, we're going to put a 20% contingency fund in there for anything that might go over. And they were very pleased that we thought far enough ahead that we would do that. Now, the whole plan is, we don't get into that 20% contingency funds, but if we do, at least we've thought about it and we've right. budgeted it and, uh, and we end up putting the product in the right way. Okay. And this will be, uh, what, a couple years uh, for the implementation? Yeah, we're actually looking at, at a go live of April 1st of 2017. Okay. Okay. You know, what, one of the things that it was kind of important to us is that adoption model. You know, we want to make sure that we, we build something that people will use, but also how do we do adoption. So we also are put quite a bit of money into it for our training program from the breakaway group with an adoption model. And that adoption model kind of helps us do training programs when in adult learning, you know, it, people learn in today's society, learn things by going through certain smaller increments of something. So for an example, we're going to break our, our training modules down for the physicians in five to seven minute intervals, our, our training modules. So if they want to learn how to do, do medication reconciliation, they could go to a module and it shows them how to do it and they would be clicking on it like they would if it was really actually the system. And it will grade them and show them how many clicks it takes. And by doing that, it kind of gives us the ability to go back to the physician saying, yeah, you got the, the order in there, but if you would have done it this way, you would have saved a lot more clicks, and it just it builds a lot more, uh, a better adoption model for that. Right. So they can actually learn by doing it instead of just, you know, trying to trying to process the the you know instructions. So oh, that's exactly. And the good thing about this uh, this model and everything from the breakaway group is we will will have that for the next seven five to seven years. We'll have that. So when new physicians come in, that's always a struggle of getting the proper training because somebody trains them and they don't know exactly how the product works. We'll keep that training environment out there. So that that tool, they could go through that and learn how to how to use it before we have to actually give it to them in a live environment. Right. You know, it's better for patient safety that way. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com backslash podcast.